Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Do Not Swear at All. In Matthew 5, 33-37, Jesus deals with the issue of oaths or vows. It is fitting that the emphasis on marriage and divorce in Matthew 5:31-32 is immediately followed up by this emphasis on vows. In human relations, other than our relationship with God himself, there is nothing more sacred than marriage vows. In Matthew 5:33, Jesus says, "Again you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord." This basically is a summary of what the Mosaic Law said. To swear falsely is the idea of making a false vow or vowing something that you then don't carry through on. In context, the Jews were afraid to use the name of God in the making of oaths because they understood it was totally binding. Therefore, they came up with forms of oath-making that were not so binding, at least in their minds. These kinds of oaths supposedly had loopholes. As seen in the greater context of Scripture, Jesus was not forbidding all oaths, but in effect was dealing with oath abuse. He continues, Matthew 5.34, But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. When Jesus says, do not swear at all, this is qualified by the common practice of the Jews at this time. That is, swearing by heaven, swearing by earth, swearing by Jerusalem, or swearing by your head. Note that in these formulas, in all these oath formulas, God is left out. In contrast, biblical oaths were always made in the name of God. And this is the point. The Jews were trying to get around swearing in God's name, realizing that to swear falsely in God's name called for divine punishment. So they thought they had figured out a way around it in swearing by these other things, lesser things. As we consider the whole counsel of God, it is evident that Christ was not prohibiting all swearing. And by swearing, we are referring in context to the making of a binding oath before God. Note the following, God himself swears oaths, Hebrews 6.13. Jesus spoke under oath, Matthew 26. Paul made oaths, Romans 1.9. This would indicate that there are some qualifiers in place here and that Jesus is addressing the abuse of oaths as commonly practiced by the Jews. The sense is that there is a place for oaths, but they are always to be made in God's name and there are no loopholes. The sense is that in common everyday speech, we should not need to use oaths because we should be characterized as truth-tellers as a way of life. We should not need to strengthen what we are saying with an oath each step of the way. Oaths should be reserved for special situations such as in a court of law where people don't know you or in the case of a wedding commitment, which is a special and unique occasion. But there is no place for playing word games with oaths. That is the point. There is no place for making the making of this kind of an oath, the kind of oaths ordained by the scribes and Pharisees. 
It was not oaths in and of themselves that was the problem. Rather, it was the very nature of the oaths they were practicing. Their whole system had to go. It was unethical in its entirety. In truth, there is no loophole in swearing. This is the main issue in context. They were trying to strengthen their statements with an oath and yet stop short of invoking God. Jesus is showing no matter what, God cannot be bypassed. People are accountable to God for any vow. There is no way around it. The religious leaders pretended to add credibility to their statements by way of these lesser oaths, and yet their statements came from lying hearts. That was the problem. They were hypocritical liars. This is what Jesus forbids. He continues, Matthew 5.35, Matthew 5.35, Nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Don't swear by the earth, for it is God's footstool. Again, God is still in the equation. God is sovereign over the earth, not us. God alone is sovereign over heaven and earth, and to swear by them thus involves God. There is no way around it. To swear by Jerusalem is to swear by the city of the great king, as seen in Psalm 48. Yet again, God is tied in. In this matter of swearing, making an oath, it is really hard to escape the God factor. Yea, impossible. Jesus says, Matthew 5.36, Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Swearing by your own head is profoundly ridiculous, sinfully ridiculous, because you cannot make one hair white or black, certainly not without the help of beauty aids, meaning you really don't do this. Your natural color still remains. The issue here involves authority and control. We are not in control. To make vows that try to evade God is to act like we are in control. We are not. The hairs of our head are ultimately under his sovereign control, not ours. And so Jesus says, Matthew 5, 37, But let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Again, in context, Jesus is addressing sinful oaths of the kind being described. God's kingdom people are not to do this. Our lifestyle is to be one of being people of our word, who don't need to play hypocritical oath games to try and come off like we really mean it this time. Jesus is saying that we are to be people of our word. We are to be truthful and honest. We are to be people whose bond is our word. In our ordinary conversation day in and day out with people we know, we should never need to swear at all. We should be so honest that people know that when we say no, it means no. And when we say yes, it means yes. It doesn't need to be embellished or strengthened with a vow. The disciples of Christ are to be identified by our truth speaking as a way of life, not just when we take an oath. Our God is a God of truth, and as his children, that is to be reflected in how we carry on in our day-by-day -day living. To need to back everything up with some kind of an oath would indicate that normally we are a liar, a habitual liar. That is not to be the case. People are natural-born liars, in contrast to God who cannot lie. But now as born-again kingdom citizens, this is not to define God's people. We are to be truth-tellers as a way of life, not just on special occasions. Truth defines kingdom ethics and kingdom living, 
and therefore is to define God's kingdom people. James 5.12, But above all, my brethren, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. Lord, we uh, need to take this matter of truth-telling seriously. As a way of life, we're to be truth-tellers. Yes, as we study the whole counsel of God, we do see that there are times uh, where it is appropriate to take an oath in, uh, before you, in your name. But uh, to play games is kind of like there's some kind of loophole where I make a lesser oath. No, that's, that's evil. It's, it's, uh, it's sacrilegious, really and blasphemous as we try to leave you out of the equation. Lord, help us to, as a way of life, uh, be children uh, of truth. As children of God, we are children of the truth, and we are to reflect that in our lives. Maybe so uh, in the lives of your children today as we continue serving you. Uh, may the truth uh, be on display as a, as a way of life uh, in terms of how we carry on. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <music> 